Hi, I'm Lara Johnson-Wheeler and I'm a writer slash editor slash broadcaster. This is The Fashion Slashy, a Click and Me podcast. Every episode, I will be talking to a member of the fashion industry whose work I'm keen to know more about, delving into their process, their trajectory and how they navigate a career in fashion. Click and Me is the fashion network, helping creatives connect and collaborate better. This episode has been recorded remotely under lockdown conditions implemented by the government. You may hear birds, cars, or occasional household sounds in the background. This week's guest is Ava Lasada. Ava, could you introduce yourself? Hi, Lara. Um, this is Eva Lozada, uh, better known as Eva Desnudo. I'm a Spanish fashion photographer slash creative director. Uh, I'm based in London. I've been here for nine years already. I've been nominated twice to the British Fashion Awards uh, this last year in 2019 and 2018 to the category of uh, New Wave Creatives. I started doing street style, although I'm not doing it anymore. And nowadays I'm focused in uh, backstage and then editorial and commercial jobs with brands and magazines. Regularly, I call myself a fashion photographer, although nowadays like roles are a little bit more uh, fluid. So I'm doing other things like um, I'm comment on shows, I review shows. Um, sometimes I've been in front of the camera, sometimes I'm involved in the styling, although I wouldn't call myself a stylist or an editor. But it's interesting to see how we can do different things despite of our main role, which is a fashion photographer. So what you do is very collaborative, but you, of course, have a very strong personal style. Mm-hmm. Do you find sometimes that you can't help but employ your own personal style in your work? Um, that's the thing. I think that's why for me it's difficult to find a stylist that I really feel connected with because uh, my sense of a style is very strong. So um, I always have my ideas in my mind and then uh, people I've been working with, sometimes I feel a little bit of lack of something um, that probably I will be able to do that. So um, it's something I've been thinking recently quite a lot, like uh, I should maybe start doing it myself, but um, finding all the clothes and talking to the PRs and all of that requires so much time. So then I've never been doing it myself because I've been quite busy, to be honest, the last six years on photography. So um, I didn't really have much time for that. But then it's something like now that I have time to think a little bit more about everything with the quarantine. Yes. So it's something I'm thinking that maybe I should start doing afterwards. We should probably just give some context to our listeners that we are recording this episode uh, at the time in the UK we are all on lockdown due to coronavirus or uh, COVID-19. And obviously the impact of the pandemic on the fashion industry and its freelancers has been seismic. You know, we're recording this interview remotely. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little more about how the current COVID-19 situation has affected your practice? Uh, well, affected totally, <laughs> 100%. So um, at this moment we are mm. locked down at home and my friend just moved in with me, so I know a lot in the house and really we just go out for for, to get food that's it so as you understand there is no shootings anymore at this moment I was supposed to be in South Africa so I was flying yesterday to Johannesburg for three weeks and I got four or five projects already confirmed and then the government obviously uh, banned uh, foreigners to come in the country and the flights were cancelled so I'm here in London (laughs) so all of that at this moment is postponed so hopefully once this is over I'm gonna go back there and and hopefully work in everything that was already planned but um, this moment we don't know really because um, you don't know how the budgets are going to be afterwards you don't know if the brands are still up for it and yeah of course and 
do you think that the fashion industry after this pandemic will sort of go back to normal? Do you think there will be, you know, business as usual, big brands doing big shoots? Or do you think there will be some change in the industry? Yeah, definitely it's going to be like a massive change. Um, I think this is affecting everybody, like from the big companies to the small ones, especially the small ones, unfortunately, as, as usual. But um, not only fashion, it's going to mm. be changing every industry, I think. And I don't know, I'm, I'm keeping mm. myself positive and I think it's going to bring some positive things and I think we're going to be all more conscious and less selfish and I think it's going to bring back this sense of community that was a little bit lost. Yes, community is definitely something that we're really thinking about um, and trying to pioneer at Click Me too. Just after the lockdown was announced, our team actually decided to rebrand our collaborations page. So we centred it around questions and advice for our creatives to converse and connect because I suppose we're all just trying to work out what to do. Yeah, we all kind of trying to guess what's the best way now, for example, for fashion weeks. People talk about digital shows, but um, in the end, I don't think that's going to be the perfect solution either because there's so many people that get jobs during fashion mm. weeks and even from the builders that, that build the, the, the show venues, all the makeup artists, all the hairstylists, all the models. So it's, it's a lot of people involved mm. in that and a lot of jobs that will be lost if everything happening online. And Absolutely. Absolutely. Fashion is a massive economic ecosystem and the idea that it could just be replaced digitally is is kind of absurd. And also for me it's also not the same, like the, the, the emotion, like shows can be super emotional and like a great experience in person, so I don't think a digital one will be the same neither. But it's true like we should maybe reduce the number of shows or compact everything in, so people move a little bit less than before and things like that. I just want to ask you a little bit about taking us back to normality, to a time that we were not all corresponding via screens and locked down in our houses but tell me a bit about what your day-to-day work day would look like so fashion weeks um <laughs> i spend like almost half of the year or even a little bit more like traveling all around the world um so i'm doing backstage only at the moment and so i have also mm. more time to socialize and yeah. to work with brands as well during that time because it's always people wanting to shoot during fashion weeks and then during that time, it's basically just that. Mm. Uh, shoot, edit, shoot, edit, and shoot, edit. <laughs> and then in between is where I'm working more with brands in editorial and more personal projects as well that then I submit to magazines. And and then when I'm not in Fashion Week, I try to keep myself also doing yoga every day and meditation. So try to keep a little bit of balance between stress and something more calm. Well, yeah, no, I'm very glad you mentioned because um, I was going to ask you how you switch off. Is it something I think lots of us in the industry are interested in, seeing as it, fashion can be such an all-encompassing place to work? Sometimes um, it's not only the stress of the job. Like Fashion Week, for example, can be very stressful because you do like five, six shows a day and... Obviously, magazines need their pictures as soon as possible, so you need to go around with the laptop, edit in a cafe and send the pictures. And So it can be very stressful, mm. like physically, but then it's also the mental stress, which is important in the industry. So you need to deal with no's all mm. the time or with rejections in some jobs, a lot of competition. So all of this is actually worse than the physical stress. Physical stress, you finish fashion week and you can relax a little mm. bit. And Tell me a bit about how you you deal with rejection um so this is actually something it was a bit hard in the beginning because uh, i'm quite sensitive um 
I consider myself that I'm quite respectful and like a minimum personal values, you know, I, I would never go to my friend's client or all these kind of things, but you notice in the industry that's not always happening. Um, the best thing is the doing meditation actually helped me so much. So even during fashion weeks, I try mm. to, even if it's just 10 minutes a day, so I have different courses on an app, which is actually pretty good. So it's called Inside Timer. I always recommend to so many friends in the industry and for me it was life changing really I've been doing it for more than a year now and it's life changing so why do you think that meditation helped you because I think for me when I feel like I've lost a commission or I've lost a job or something I find it very easy to turn that on myself and blame myself and feel like I'm not good enough exactly like totally I used to be the same I'm very critical with myself and I always try to or tend to to blame myself for everything and oh look at you you didn't do this blah 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 or your brain develop that kind of fight mm. flight system against yourself so this is something meditation help you to break because it, it keeps you present so then you kind of detach from all those feelings and thoughts if that makes any sense no it does it's something i've heard um i've heard rupaul speak about before so <laughs> that's where i've got my um line of thinking <laughs> let's just talk a little about budget and and money because for so many people in the fashion industry, it changes and it varies with different roles. For me as a journalist, it's a very, very difficult thing. Mm-hmm. Do you have a day rate? How do you charge for what you do? Um, I don't have a day rate by itself. So I have different rates for different jobs. So it obviously it's not the same to mm. shoot backstage, the shoot editorial or shoot a campaign for a brand. I have a fixed rate for backstage with a set of number of pictures that I normally work on. But I always able to discuss this with brands. Maybe they require less pictures or more pictures so we can adapt it to that. And I can always, I'm always open to, to discuss it. But then, for example, in campaigns or editorials with brands, I'm not talking about magazines, there are many factors that actually affect the fees. So, like, for example, the usage is not the same usage out of home or inside or just online or mm. uh, depends also on the number of pictures or the type of post-production they need. Like, it depends on many different factors. So, according to that, then I develop an estimate and send it through and then we can discuss it further Mm. So, so it's not like a specific amount. I'm so interested to, to, I never really thought about for image makers how you must have to think about the value of your imagery in terms of how long it will be used for. When was the last time that you worked for free? Uh, I do not really work for free. So the only thing that you consider mm. working for free is, for example, if I shoot an editorial on my own and then I submit it to a magazine obviously that's not paid uh-huh. but other than that if I do like anything like backstage editorial if it's a commission it's normally all paid yeah and I say no to so many big people just because of that because it's not fair also for other clients and it's not fair for myself neither I don't feel it that way at least I don't know in the end it's a job if I make a living with that no, I pay absolutely. my flat in London I pay all my expenses when I'm traveling I need the money for all of that so in the end it's a job no I think <laughs> It's so important to to talk about and to be transparent about how, you know, we as creatives need money too. And the services that we offer are exactly those services. But I'm so interested in the the tension and the line between when you do a piece of personal work, an editorial, and then submit that to a magazine. So you don't ask for a fee for them to feature that editorial? Um, normally, no. They don't usually pay. So <laughs> it's different if they commission you. If they mm. are preparing a shoot and then they call you and they, I want you to shoot this 
then it's different. But if you shoot something on your own and then submit it, the answer is going to be mm. always like, no, we don't have budget for this. But then it's always good because um, doing editorials on your own means that you can do exactly whatever you want and be as much creative as, as you can be and, right. and express yourself in another way. So it's good that then it's published on a big publication and, and you can show that to more people, you know? Do you actively look mm -hmm. for work? What is the process for you to find a job? Um, it's a little bit of mix. So, um, uh, I've been working in Fashion Week for already six years. Um, so that allows you to meet so many people in the industry. So from designers to stylists to, I don't know, editors, mm. like buyers, everyone. So um, in so many cases, and most of the time, it's people who reach me out to work together. And then also like uh, by experience, if you've been working mm. with some people and they know you do your deadlines correctly, you send your pictures always and things like that. So it creates kind of reputation in a way but then also I suggest all the time projects to brands and to magazines for example for South Africa I just contact like different brands I'm in contact with and some magazines and say hey guys I'm coming to South Africa next month and I'm having this in mind would you like to to work on this project together mm. and oh yeah let's do it Eva or whatever so it's always like a bit of mix sometimes they reach me out and sometimes I reach them out as well so so it's sort of a mixture of you pitching proposals or you being contacted and commissioned for things by people you know. Exactly. And mm -hmm. Eva, can you just tell me what you studied? Oh, interesting question. <laughs> so I have two degrees. I'm engineer and I am I study food science and technology. So something completely different to the creative field. I also worked for a couple of years in Spain as an auditor. So I was traveling a lot, as I do now. I always love traveling and doing audits from factories to prisons to restaurants to all kind of the oh, food wow. chain. I was very young. I was 25 years old with my white uh, coat and telling the people how to do things and what they're doing right and wrong. So it was kind of like an <laughs> interesting career. Yeah, that's such an interesting place to find yourself in. Yeah, but then I also... Also, I was always doing fashion on my free time. So fashion has been always been since I'm a very kid. My mom always said, like, you were always deciding what to wear and you were always obsessed. I remember my mom said I was watching the TV, the, the, the Dior shows by Galeano. Like, I was almost crying there. Like, oh, my God, this is where I want to be, you know? So that was actually an amazing moment in my career. The first time we got the full access to Dior, it was coming all these childhood images of me watching Dior on the mm. TV. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, I think it was always there for me anyway, even when I was studying something different. How did that impact your current career? So it's actually, it actually helped me quite a lot because um, uh, I have a very good organizational skills. So I'm able to get uh, loads of work and I'm able to organize myself to don't miss anything. Mm. So um, I think that's the biggest thing. Also in terms of numbers, nowadays I have my accountant, but before I used to do mm. all the taxes myself as well. And for those kind of things, it really helped. It's so interesting that you brought up the less glamorous and creative side of doing your daily admin as a freelancer so I'm so interested to hear that your education is something that helped you with those can I just ask what would you say to someone who is starting out in the industry I think digitally wise like uh, Instagram is still a really good place to connect with people show your work but then also like uh, socialize like go to fashion events fashion parties try to talk to as many people as possible and fashion weeks are always like a good moment I started doing a street style so I was not even inside the shows um, but even being outside and 
I was always having like a very strong style. So people was interested in meeting me and say, oh, who are you? Because you dress like this or because, mm -hmm. I don't know, they pay attention on me. And in the streets, actually, I met so many people and the street is for free. So you don't really need to be on the list or you don't really need to be invited to a show to go around and see the, the atmosphere and meet people. You never know who is who. And sometimes you talk about something and an idea come mm. out. And I don't know, it's just basically socializing either digitally or personal. I'm keen to talk a little bit in depth about your work. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit about a piece of work that you're proud of that you wanted to talk about with me today? Um, the work that we can find on your Click mm -hmm. Me profile. So um, we were discussing this before about this shoot that I did in Nigeria last, uh, last November. It's a piece that I'm very proud because uh, I've been always um, very interested in, in Africa and we were there, we, was, uh, we shot everything with a Nigerian team and all African brands and it was a beautiful project. Could you tell me about the steps that kind of came to, to, to make that happen? Um, well, I travel, I've been traveling to Nigeria already for two years. Um, I am commissioned there to shoot for the organization for one of the fashion weeks they have. So um, since the very first time I was there, I wanted to shoot something else, mm. uh, like an editorial in the streets. Like even when they didn't allow me to go to the, the mm -hmm. city, the central of the city because of uh, security reasons. Because obviously they bring me there, so they had to make sure that I'm fully safe and all oh, these right. things. So um, by still we managed to shoot uh, outdoors and in another areas, maybe not in the markets in the central area. But I wish I can do it next time. So then we come together there with a designer that was sewing at the same time mm -hmm. in the fashion week. She's from South Africa and we, we really connected. So we really worked together on everything. Okay, cool. And then we found a stylist who was also working there for the fashion week and the models as well. We met them in the fashion week. Um, so we put all the team together and, and yeah, and saw the last day and it was pretty good, very exciting. Of course. So the shoot that we're going to talk about now is a collaboration shoot um, with Clicker Me, which is very nice little bit of um, a plug for, for what we're doing here. So tell me a little bit about this shoot and how it came about and what interested you in working on this. So um, this is um, a project we did uh, in collaboration between uh, Show Studio, Matine and Clicker Me. I selected this shoot because we are very good friends with the team. The shoot was done between Stavros, who is the owner from Matine, the store in central London. Uh, also with Show Studio, like uh, I've been doing a lot of projects with them. I've been always in Show. A wonderful segment, if I may say so. Yes. <laughs> and been also doing the review for a show in Paris. So this series they do on the cars and for me so studio is like a family i know everybody there and of course <laughs> um, so also i selected this editorial because all the production i really love like the set we did the lighting it was all very developed like uh, i think we did like a very great team so the set was all done with the dead flowers all very dark tones decadent in a way wall that we created there also with the lightings and then mm. like um all the clothes were from a teenage so obviously we got amazing in designers like Margiela, which is one of my favorites. Ralph Simons. Yeah, some extraordinary fashion. So yeah, everything came together really well. Like uh, we work with um, Rocio Cuenca, which is uh, the makeup artist I normally work with as well. So yeah, I think it was like a very good team. It's wonderful to um, be hearing you talk about this shoot because it's really fundamental to what Clicker Me is doing, which is helping creatives connect and collaborate. And the way you speak about what happens with Show Studio and with Machine and everyone involved is that you 
create this community of like-minded people to kind of share and to introduce each other um, and, and, and to build something like this. I'm so excited to be seeing imagery as strong mm -hmm. as this in that context. Thank you. <laughs> Do you think you'd rather have something perfect or get it done? Um... A little bit of both, depending on the situation. For example, when I shoot something that is not backstage and your deadlines are not that tight, then I'll definitely go for perfection. I, I edit, for example, in post-production, I edit today, but then I leave it there, I rest and sleep, and the morning after I go through it again and I see what I need to be more polished, or I have suddenly another idea that I can add this to the post-production. So I like to work in the time I have to make it perfect mm. or as perfect as I can but this is also a positive thing I think when you are critic to yourself you are able to improve if, if you don't you never see your mistakes but then for example in fashion weeks um, I normally my deadlines are normally end of the day which end of the day can be four in the morning <laughs> sometimes <laughs> but it's still end of the day you can really stretch that yeah yes I know <laughs> do you ever find that um, in your process if you are doing um, you know a commissioned editorial mm -hmm. how do you how are you about letting go of control about letting someone else take the reins when it comes to aesthetic? Mm, I have an interesting experience that I had in the past. Like, I'm quite humble myself, mm. so I used to tend, like, let people take over too much even over my work so it was maybe I was a, a bit less experienced like nowadays it's not really mm. happening that much before I remember I shot a campaign it was probably one of my first campaigns so and it was a big brand I'm not gonna say the brand right now but <laughs> naming the <their> name <laughs> And so um, I was maybe feeling a bit uh, overwhelmed by the situation, maybe. So I let the team that was there taking too much control over my photography and about posing and stuff like that. And at that moment, I was a little bit stressed because I was like, mm. this is not the image I want to do because this is not my style at all. So then when I saw the, the last, the final images, I was like, I'm really not so happy with this shoot. I mean, some of the images, yes, but others were not really that much me. And then, but then it's the client as well. So um, you mm. need to find the balance and try to work together more to try to develop uh, like yeah. a point where both of you are happy. And in the end, if a brand contacts you to shoot, normally it's because they like what you do. So mm. they want you to do what you do. Absolutely. If that makes sense. It's very interesting what you say about juggling, you know, your own voice well, for me as a as a writer, but for you, you know, your own eye with what the brand is, is mm -hmm. trying to do. I think it's something that a lot of people struggle with. But do you mm -hmm. ever think about other people's perception of your career? Mm, yes, of course, you always think about it. As, as well as that, you always compare yourself with other photographers. But the thing is, like, you only see the final image and you never see what are their struggles. So you don't know if they are also thinking this suit wasn't right or this is a failure or whatever. So be more focused on yourself and don't compare that much to others. I think it's difficult nowadays because on social media we have so many information and suits every day, every minute, every second. So it's difficult to actually be focused on your thing and not focus on the others. No, absolutely. And Eva, if you could try any other fashion job for a day, 
what do you think you would do? Um, this is something interesting. Like, um, I was going to talk about this before, about the slashes in the industry. Like, I love to see, for example, photographers like uh, Nadia Ali or uh, Petra Collins or even me, like in front of the camera, for example, like changing those roles. I was doing modeling for MN6, for example, for Margiela. Yes. It's also like the fact that photographers can be also cool and very, very cool women, very well dressed and they can, they, mm. they are invited to the shows as well and it's also like a style icon you see Petra mm. and Nadia Lee for example and you see their style is outrageous and they are also photographers and they are able to be in front of the camera and I really like that and I would love to do more stuff like that as well <laughs> it would be fun for a day I don't know I absolutely agree Eva thank you so so much for talking to me um, you are and always will be a fashion slashy <laughs> thank you this has been a Click of Me podcast Join our community to discover, connect and collaborate with fashion creatives. You can follow Clicker Me on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Stay tuned for more from me.